Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson and he is... I am Steve Lacey. Is Steve Lacey, and uh, nice to have you here with me, Steve. Uh, so we are uh, a company called JSL Solutions, and we bring you uh, tech solutions, I guess you could say, for your church, for your ministry. We want to help churches use technology to uh, to really further their purposes. And uh, Steve, tell us for just a second or so what we what JSL Solutions brings to the table. So we have three main products: StreamingChurch.tv, Church App Live, and MyFlock.com. Streaming products, mobile app products, and website and church management products. So today, as we continue to do our little weekly podcast here and also play around with the video as well, uh, today we're going to actually talk a little bit about uh, small groups. And uh, one of the things I, I forgot to, to ask you about, Steve, was uh, uh, there are some tech solutions to this thing about small groups yes. and ways you can do that. So I'll let you elaborate that. That will be at the end. Oh, okay. Of, of our podcast here. So uh, we're going to talk here for just a few minutes here about why your church should really offer small groups and also why many churches uh, tend to struggle with small groups. Uh, I know the churches I've been with at times have struggled off and on getting their small group ministry off the ground. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about uh, why that is and how, how we can help make it a little bit easier for people. So uh, kind of jumping in here, I'll just take the lead here. Sure, go for it. I have found in my experience working with churches, and I've been doing it for, well, as I've said before, a long time, since the 70s, uh, that most people, they'll come and check out your church, you know, for the first time. They may come a few times, but the only way that they're really going to stay is they need to make friends. Right. They've got to form a connection to Right. There, there, there needs to be some kind of a connection. So making friends is what's going to, you know, help people continue to come to your church, help them grow spiritually, and help them be all that they can in God as they get connected to a healthy church. And so they, so making friends is really what—and so that's one of the avenues that small groups does. does. Small groups give people an opportunity to connect with each other and make friends. Right, exactly. So we have our small group tonight here. Yeah, so we, right. we are— We've been hosting for quite a while. So, um, yeah, it just gives you an opportunity to meet new people and develop some friendships and kind of go beyond the superficial um, name, address, phone number uh, level of, you know, hey, how's it going kind of thing. Right, right. So um, a lot of churches really have kind of a hard time uh, grasping this whole thing. They struggle with small groups. And a lot of it, I think, I have found over the years is because there's, there's sometimes there's unclear expectations to really what the small group is and what it's, what it's really supposed to do. So since you're doing a small group tonight here at your place, Steve, tell us, what's the expectations of your small group? Well, we have, um, you mean for those that are attending here, we, we yeah. have some rules that we, you know, for people that, that are just starting out and coming to the small group. Uh, basically, it's, it's designed to be a safe space. So that you know, everyone is open to express and share what's going on in their life, 
and it's uh, a guarantee that those things will remain private so that you won't you know you know pour your heart out and then have you know come to church next weekend and everybody's talking about your uh, yeah or post it up on facebook so <laughs> okay. it's a it's a safe secure area where you can uh, dive in as much as you want or kind of sit back and kind of watch what's going on it's completely up to you we've got uh, members that that run the myriad of diving in and sharing and others that just really appreciate sitting back and hearing others share, you know, talk about what's going on in their lives. So uh, do you guys have a certain format when you meet and how long do you Yeah, meet so one of the things that I don't think is in our notes here that I think is important is we set up, um, I guess you'd call them seasons for the small group mm-hmm. so that if, you know, someone's going to commit to a small group, they know that this group is going to run from this date to this this next date. I can bail out at any time, but uh, if I'm going to you know, be willing to sign up for it, I'm really kind of signing up for you know, being part of that group. So we kind of, we mirror the um, school semesters. So we'll do a fall semester, and so it'll go for two and a half, three months, whatever semesters do there. Okay. And we'll we'll knock off for holidays and you know, for, so, for example, we just got started, I think this is our third or fourth week um, back. And so it starts when the school year starts here in mm-hmm. Arizona. It starts in late August. And then we're, we'll go up through um, Thanksgiving, and then we'll, we'll be done until the next semester that kicks off. And we can, we'll regroup, have the ability for people to say, hey, that group wasn't the greatest, I'll switch and go to another group in you know, the, the spring. And then you, we typically will take the summer off, so it's so people don't get burnt out. Um, right. I think it's a, it's a healthy way to structure things so that they're not meeting all the time and not meeting. Right. Um, you know, you're not like, oh my gosh, I got to commit my whole life to right. Wednesday night small group or Thursday night small group or whatever it may be. So. My uh, my church recently started doing small groups too, and we decided for for our church to do six weeks at a time. And so it's not two or three months; it's six weeks usually. Uh-huh. Uh, and we found so far that that's been working pretty good. So, like with your groups now, uh, what's what's a typical Wednesday night like? I mean, you start and you what happens? Well, typically we start with um, munchies and fellowship, I guess you'd call it. So we have so many volunteers to bring a dessert of some sort, and we're, we start in the evening, seven o'clock, and after dinner. So we'll start with just talking and catching up and eating some munchies and then we segue into we're a little bit different in that we have one of the worship leaders that is leading our group that also has a guitar oh, and so, nice. so he will kind of lead everyone in some song and then we dive into uh, we've been we've been all over the map but what's going on right now is we're typically adhering to the um teaching, the Sunday teaching. So we have some questions the staff has put together that follow up with whatever's going on that week. So it's a, it's basically uh, digging into what the past weekend's um, teaching was on. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot like how we, we do ours pretty much the same way. I think part of it is because I was involved in your, when I was with your church, that's kind of the direction I kind of pushed it. And so I've just done the same thing with my church that I'm at now. So we do the same thing. We, and it's real important. To start on time, at least this is what I preach. Start on time and end on time. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
And, and the reason that's good is because is, is that way people know they're, hey, this is when it starts and this is when I can get out of here if I have to get out. Right. And they're not going to feel obligated. Right. And we, we typically adhere to that. Um, after we break up, people kind of, again, chat and yeah, fellowship. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But people know they have the people know they have the freedom to go, and if they have to go, they can stick around for that. So, okay. So uh, now we, you mentioned resource material, uh, where you what you what you guys are doing right now is is, and that's kind of again what my group does is with the different church I'm at is we we go over what what we talked about over the weekend, discuss mm-hmm. that. But have you done? Uh, have you used any other material? Oh yeah, we've done um, topical uh, series. We did um, the um, Truth Project for a while, which is um, I don't know how many weeks that was, but we we would or the we basically get the group together. We initially kick off the initial group if we're kind of not sure which direction we wanted to go, and we'll just get suggestions on hey, what do you guys want to go over the Book of James? Would you is there a devotional that we found? So typically, the leader will bring some options. This is in the past. Um, and others will make suggestions and will basically say, well, let's, let's drive down this path. So we've done um, you know, DVD-based teachings okay. where we you know, gather around the television and play a DVD and then talk mm-hmm. about what's going on. But for the past year or so, it's been primarily um, teaching-based. So messages. messages. Yeah. Yep. I think one of the reasons why some churches struggle with the small group thing is that it's not well-defined. And, and then even, I, I think there needs to be real clarity and expectations on them so so that people know, okay, if I'm going to be involved in a small group, this is what I'm in for. Right. This is what I'm getting. Uh, and, and, and if it's, I think flexibility is a good thing, but I think if you're too flexible and you have too many different crazy things going on, that could, that could lead to some confusion, especially when you're trying to get newer people involved. Right. You know, the, the, the older people... When I say older, the people that are regular attenders have been around the church for a while. You know, they they may be comfortable uh, with you know, kind of a hey, this is a loosey goosey thing where we may do this topic, we may do that. But newer people tend to want to have a little bit of a right. It's a scary thing to yeah. walk up to somebody's house yeah. in a strange neighborhood, it's people you don't know. Right. I mean, it's akin to coming to church for the first time yeah. to a certain degree, especially if you're new to the group. So we've had. Some just completely brand new people that, that joined our group that are just didn't know anybody. Yeah. So and they and we provide the we say hey, this group doesn't fit well with you, um, then go try another group. So yeah. So they so they're not locked into something. Right. I think those are very important things, and I think that's why some churches struggle with the whole small group thing is they get either too locked in and they're not flexible enough. Uh, or there's not you know, the expectations aren't listed out. And the other thing I think that the reason is I think the senior leadership, the senior pastors, and the the people involved in leadership really need to buy into the idea. Uh, if they don't buy into it, uh, I don't think it's going to be successful. Right. They've got to they got to buy in. They typically need to be a part of their own they small do. group. Yeah, they should. And so that they're referencing, you know, right. it's it's a it's a a very common next steps mm-hmm. opportunity so you go into the point where someone has just come and checked out your church they, they like the church they want to get a little more involved it's a very common uh, next step to so what would start getting involved with a, with a life group right 
and that's kind of you know, deepening their investment in yeah. in their lives and in their relationship with the church. And, and you mentioned you, you call it life group. That's that's another name for small group. Yeah, uh, right. We cell group, life group. We call ours community groups. Yeah, it's been through all kinds of different yeah. names, but they're all yeah. pretty much the same thing, independent right. of what you call them. Yeah, yeah small groups probably a common term for them. Oh. So, I, yeah. Right, and I think I, I think you need to. I think again, consistency. Whatever you guys decide to call your groups. Try to be as consistent as you can with them. And then also, uh, one of the things you mentioned was uh, some groups have what, what they call, uh, or some churches have what I call, what, what I call, or what they call, activity groups. So it's not just sitting around in a circle singing Kumbaya, and uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know what I'm saying right. is, is, is they're actually doing something, either uh, working with some social justice programs, or they're actually doing something like playing basketball. Right. On a weekly basis or tennis. Yeah. Our group, um, I mean, and you can do both, too. Our group, basically, each semester we try to sign up for a service project. Right. And yeah. so we'll go do that service project instead of, you know, instead of meeting that week. That one week, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we've gone and taken a bunch of food to a homeless shelter and mm-hmm. fed a bunch of homeless people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh but, yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is there's lots of different opportunities to meet, and if it's more af- athletic stuff, if you've got a group that wants to be active and do things, uh, you could make that your small group. I think you yeah. know you could do that on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah. I did that years ago with the church. We played basketball every Sunday afternoon. That was our small group, huh. and it worked, went really well. I mean, it, it actually attracted a lot of people. Especially guys, you know, it's so, fun, so funny because there's this movement the last few years to try to attract men to church because the idea is that if you can get the men, then you will get the whole family. Right. Uh, you know, it used to be years ago when I was in ministry, uh, we, it used to be if you get the woman, you can get the whole family. But uh, we're finding out now more and more that if you can get the, the guys, a lot of times you get the whole family. So there's been a real push to try to get men in the churches and one of the ways you could do that is do a do a community group there, a small group or whatever that's maybe sports related. Yeah, definitely know, something like that. You know. So, all right. So we're moving along here, talking about um, on this podcast, talking about small groups and why it's important to have those. And we'll talk in a moment here about how technology can help your small group. But let's just cover a couple more things here. Um, if you really want to get organized, and actually, if you've got a larger church and you you have can actually have more than maybe two or three small groups. I want to encourage you, if your church is large enough, to really find somebody that's good at organizational skills. Good, that person is good people to people as well as systems. Because if you want to really grow your church and have more small groups, you probably need to have somebody that can kind of oversee that and is good with those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, good with working with people, but good with organizing. Yeah, and you're going to want to. Establish some consistency of right. group to group and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah if you can afford to have somebody kind of coordinate yeah. what the sign-up process looks like and the assimilation process right. and training for the leaders of the group, yep. um, all that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think if you could even a volunteer, <laughs> if they if they had the time to do some of that stuff, they they could always get some training from the, from maybe the leadership team. Uh, maybe the you know the pastoral staff if you happen to have one, 
those kind of things. But you definitely need what I would call a point person, point man, point woman, who would be able to really uh, take that thing by the horns and really begin to or oversee it and, mm-hmm. and work with the people that are already involved right. uh, to do that. So, again, real important to do that. And, and uh, I'm getting to your part here in a moment, Steve. But oh, uh, no the other thing would be uh, the big question I think that, that many people run into, okay, who's going to lead a group? You know, how, how do we find leaders? And, and, and so some churches go to real extremes where you have to be a seasoned leader and, and, you know, be somebody that's gone through all the classes if you happen to have churches that have classes. I tend to think, I tend to go the other direction on that. I, I tend to think that if you've got somebody that, you know, you know well enough, you can trust them, they may be a new Christian, they may be even new to your church, but if you've got some connections with them to some degree, you don't want to put a total stranger in charge of something. But right. uh, maybe you don't necessarily have to have the bar so high, leadership bar so high, that it maybe prevents people from being involved. Right. Well, you've got to somewhat, I mean, the what happens in the group is a reflection upon the church yeah. as well. So That's you've true. got to have some safeguards in place. You don't want to have some guy you just, you know, right. Just met and have him in charge of the group, and yeah, he's correct. teaching something that's not consistent with where the you know, what the church teaches. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good. Yeah, that would not be good. So you want to have, you know, I think trust is a key um, part of that. Um, and I know a lot of churches will have a small group leader training, and mm-hmm. you may have to go through a process of just identifying whether you're qualified to be the small group leader. And yeah, right. so. There's yeah, things you can do. I think when I was with your church, we did, I think we did like one morning brunch. We did a Saturday morning brunch, and we spent two or three hours talking about small groups and talking about, and we, we got together people that were either leaders or leaders to be or apprentices. Right. Yeah, and there's a couple of things. There's, you know, Like I mentioned, we don't actually lead our group. We host our group. Right. So there's a couple of roles there you can take part in. So the host is, we just offer our home up. and. Right. Uh, an area and enough seating and that sort of thing. And that's important. Actually hosting, don't underestimate that because a good host brings a lot to the table. Right. We used to host and lead, and then we actually passed some of the leadership around for a little while within our group. We had a group that was... You had seasoned people there. Yes, very seasoned uh, people, and we were perpetually small for many, many years. (laughs) We, We thought it was us. We're scaring everybody off. Maybe it was you guys. It probably was, but now we... yeah it. Our group kind of exploded last Good. year, and, but now it's it's split, and now it's back to normal again. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So let's move on here. Our our little list here of things that we're talking about when it comes to small groups and trying to deal with those struggles and the importance of having that. So um, again, if you're going to have people involved in leadership, you really need to have people supporting those people. And and when I say leadership, I mean leadership of the small groups. Uh, and you really should have uh, a person either an elder, somebody that's a deacon, somebody that's maybe even on staff, that's make sure that that's important, that, that, that they are available to your your small group leaders right? so that they can stay in touch. Because there are people, sometimes as a small group leader, you deal with some, sometimes can be some heavy issues. Oh, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, you want to make sure that, that there's support for those leaders and their apprentices. Yeah. Another thing is, just came to mind here, you mentioned about, 
um, sports groups. We also have, there's other groups that other, even non-sports groups that we don't really call them um, small groups, but they really are yeah. um, part of a, a business group that meets. What, what group? A, a business group. Oh, business group. Okay. Yeah, so it's all people that own their own businesses and okay. And we come and we're going through some material that's basically geared to yeah. run your business in a, according to Christian principles. Yeah, I would I would certainly sit down if you're thinking about small groups or maybe reorganizing small groups at your church. I would certainly sit down maybe with some key people and and maybe make a list of potential groups. You know, business groups a great idea, sports related groups, uh, more hobby sp- groups, yeah, hobby groups, yeah, exactly those those kind of things. Uh, because uh, can, can, you're, you're, you're trying to create something to connect people. And a lot of times we have this traditional idea like, well, we just need to get together and study the Bible. Well, that's good. I have nothing wrong with that. But there's other people out there that something else might appeal to them, and they can still grow spiritually right. because they're connecting with each other. And that can lead to other opportunities. All right. So how can, how can, how can, how can technology help enable your small group? Well, uh, I'll give you an example. We had um, a couple from our most recent semester, not this one, but our most recent, um, because it was you know, considered last year for going school, school semester-wise, that it was a couple that the wife was um, had a condition where she couldn't actually go out in public because she was um, basically uh, her immune system was very lowered. She didn't have AIDS, but it was that type of a thing where if she got exposed to a cold or something, it could be somewhat life-threatening. So she had to really limit her exposure, but she wanted to be part of the group. So one of the things we've done, and we've done various options with this, is um, we set her up so that we actually set up a, a spot around the circle in our home and actually put my laptop in, and she joined over the internet. Wow. So, so you streamed it? We we initially went Skype, okay. where she could participate via Skype, but she had um, problems with that. And so we ended up, since some were the streaming guys, that we just went the streaming route. So she was, we streamed the the small group, which is really easy to do. Right. And just from your computer. Yeah. Computer. And she participated, yeah. you know, via chat and that sort of thing. Oh, so that okay. tended to work out. It's really yeah. a low burden on you know, for her part, she can follow along and right. join in, you know, everything that was going on. And we could, you know, so it was great. We used to do an online small group, as you probably remember. Yes. Uh, when I was at, at your church and we we uh, we did online small groups. And so we so actually. It was 100% online. Yeah, it was all, it was all, everybody was online. It wasn't right. just a mixture of people in the home. And so we, we did that for a while. Uh, Two or three semesters, at least, I think, and uh, we tried Google Hangouts. Which, um, trying to think, what we ended up with. We did Google Hangouts. We did Skype. Uh, I think we tried some other platform. Yeah, there's another platform as well. So the key to that was, if you're doing the online groups, is make sure that everyone has a headset, right? Yes. Because the biggest (laughs) challenge is you get people joining. And they've got their microphone and their speaker yep. right next to each yep. other, you know, through their laptop, and so inevitably yep. you're getting feedback. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I mean, it, it, dogs barking, you know, people's dogs in their house barking. Uh, so we would have people eating, eating dinner. Somebody would be eating dinner in the in the, in the next room, you know, <laughs> plates, plates, 
you know, silverware clashing, you know, uh, it, it certainly can be a challenge, but it was also in a lot of ways really beneficial. It worked really well, and it was in some ways it did, so that was good. Uh, all right, so uh, one and then weren't you guys using the app? You were using a mobile app too with your small group. Yeah, we Somehow, were using. We well, we were just we were using the um, prayer board within the okay. mobile app, so that so people so tell tell us again. There's a there's a prayer so, board. So on there's the a prayer board app. in the mobile app. You basically post your prayer request to the prayer board, mm-hmm. and so everyone within the church body can see that prayer request, and then um, as people can pray for that prayer request, and it sends a push notification to the mm-hmm. person that posted the, the original prayer request saying, you know, Mary's praying for you. Okay. So it was a, uh, you know, uh, people could see the, all the, the prayer requests and then people could pray for them and, you know, people were praying okay. for them. So it was kind of neat. Uh, also, um, uh, do, was it calendar? Was it the calendar you were using as well? Maybe somebody else was doing that. Uh, 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 not, not our group. Push notifications, going to remind people. About yeah, them. we were doing that too. We were using... You know, since everybody had the app, we would, you know, send out some push notifications. To... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do want to say this, too, that, you, you know, if you're going to do small groups, you could certainly, uh, uh, you know, post something on your website. I mean, uh, our company, we have a tool. MyFlock.com has a groups tool that you could use to set up small groups and could have it where people could register for small groups online, mm-hmm. uh, those, those kind of things. So, so there are different tech-related tools that you can use to enhance people signing up on small groups. Again, we, we happen to have some tools, but there's other people that have them as well. Mobile apps can, can, can enhance that. We mentioned the video for people that can't make the group, or if you want to just do a total online group, you could do that. Right. that works. So lots of tools out there that you can use that would enable uh, you know, your, your small group to, to flourish. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else we need to cover on this? I think we got it all. So if you have questions about this, uh, we talk about tech-related things, but we also talk about these church-related things that hopefully will help your church grow and maybe help you get over the hump. And the reason Steve and I do that is because we have a heart for churches. We've been working with churches for a long time, and uh, it's been like since the Eisenhower administration. Yes, Eisenhower. A long time. So, uh, <laughs> but we have been around for a while. So if we can help you in any way, we certainly want to do that be available to you and you can contact us support at streamingchurch.tv that's support at streamingchurch.tv uh they, we're on uh we're on like itunes right steve so we right. are on itunes how do people find us on itunes and, how do they get to us? Uh, if you look for church solutions church uh, solutions church solutions podcast okay. and you will find us on on itunes and you can subscribe to it as well yes. and uh new media ministries.tv this version of this, either audio or video, will be on YouTube shortly. So look for streamingchurch.tv on YouTube. And uh, again, if we can help you, if you have questions, or if you have something to add to this list, or if you think small groups are a terrible idea, let us know. Yes. We'd like to hear a reason why you think it's so bad. But uh, it's we, we think it's a pretty good idea if you can make it work. So, all right. So consistency is the key. I think that's one of the things we got out of this. Right. Be consistent in what you're doing. And don't give up on it. Give it a give it a some time. Don't just give up on it after a month or two. You know, I, I'd really push it for a year, and and see. And you can reevaluate it after a year. But anyway, we're out of time. I'll stop yakking. So, uh, he's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. We're with JSL Solutions. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. And you have yourself a great day. 
We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.